0: On today's episode, you should be healthy mentally. We couldn't be more excited to welcome our good friend, Carlos Whitaker, but we wanted to make one thing clear at the onset before we dive into our content today. It's simply this. We are all in process. We're speaking from our personal experiences. And if you feel as though you personally need to reach out to a therapist, a licensed counselor, or maybe even involve a doctor to talk about medications for your mental health. We are for you. We are rooting for you. And this episode should never be taken as a substitution for those action steps. So with that said, let's jump right in. Today's episode is going to be fire. Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do.
1: Welcome to Shut the Shit Up. Today, we are continuing our podcast discussion with some health shoulds. Okay, I got to stop you right there, Jenny. I got to stop you. What? It was so good. No,
0: it sounded like you said the S word for real. Like, I know that we try not to, but your accent just then, this is what we're afraid of all the time. Good Lord, help us.
1: (laughs) Welcome to
0: Shut the Should. Up. Yeah, should. Your New York accent is just all the things. amazing.
1: Hey, guys. What? Welcome to our show. We're going to continue our podcast discussion with some health shoulds. We're discussing a topic that often gets brushed under the rug or ignored, and that is mental health. Candace and I were prepping for this episode, and we thought about one leader who we really, really wanted to invite on the show and drop some wisdom all day long, and we know he's going to make an impact wherever you're at in your mental health journey.
0: Yes, y'all. I just can't even tell you. I've known this bloke. Um, Can I say bloke? That's just an odd choice absolutely of you
2: could say bloke
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna say this guy is an author speaker a moment maker he knows how to kill some spiders and you know what he deals out hope every single place that i see him doing stuff and i'll just be honest he inspired me to start getting my butt in shape by the way that he he, he uh, encourages us with his fitness journey as well i want you to welcome to the show my good friend carlos Whitaker.
2: hey I'm here. I'm here. Hey, guys.
0: Hey, we're going to start off the show with something that we like to call confetti like praise.
2: Confetti like praise. (laughs)
1: going to be carlos against candace okay they got their game faces on i'm ready so we are going to rapid fire the things you're thankful for throughout the week so carlos had a big week it was his birthday week it was and you have 30 seconds i got to pull up my timer here you guys will go all day long on this i can feel it okay 30 seconds we'll start with candace and you go back and forth and you just say the things you're thankful for
2: yes oh i love this i love this
1: okay okay i'm setting the clock on your mark get set confetti like praise batteries
2: my daughters
0: oh wow um travel mugs from starbucks burritos ooh the portal from facebook i'm a sucker
2: ooh godness oh yes
0: (laughs) on my shirt um uh rotary
2: fans (laughs) (laughs) um this podcast Oh, oh whitening teeth stuff oh um of cereal captain crunch
1: Time time up! Oh, oh, that's a good ending. That was actually really good
0: to end on, Captain Crunch. Yes, Captain Peanut Crunch- butter or Crunchberry?
2: Crunchberry. Who in the world would eat peanut butter for breakfast? No, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to taste like like that. Crunchberry.
0: I actually found a um, a cereal store, and they had all marshmallows. Oh oh! One box. Oh. Of all the marshmallows from Lucky
2: Charms. Oh my gosh, that's that that is crazy. Somebody's actually given yeah. that to me as a, as a birthday gift. They took all the marshmallows out of a box. Uh, and gave me a bag of it
1: wow that's a good friend right there fully dedicated
2: well people people know that i love cereal like i'm like that is so like yesterday and and the last couple days people have just been giving me boxes of cereal so i think i've got like 19 boxes of cereal upstairs ready for me to eat
0: (laughs) that's awesome confetti like praise won't you do it y'all time and time again won't you do it y'all
2: do it, y'all. Won't
0: he do it?
2: Won't he do it? Hey,
0: everybody. Let's highlight your story of how God is using this podcast to make an impact. Now, user A1B9 gave us five stars and said this. Yes. Is that how you say it when you you (laughs) spell it out? (laughs) Yes. So much internal should here. Thanks, ladies, for sharing your hearts and creating this podcast. I can't wait to hear more and know that I'm not alone in my should. Y'all, that's hilarious. First of all, thank you, A1B9, for giving us five stars. But we'd also love to hear from you, too. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. And give us five stars because anything less than five would be uncivilized. Truth.
2: Truth. Truth.
0: Truth. It really is amazing the things that we tell ourselves that we should and shouldn't do. The things that we constantly play on repeat in our heads. Come on now. What do we say? With Carlos Whitaker here, he's somebody that we really admire his take on mental health. Um, I've been following Carlos on Instagram, and if you are not following him, you need to do so. We're going to give you where to go to follow all of his socials in our show notes. So you're going to want to check back and look at that. But Carlos. He's somebody that actually is an advocate for believers getting mentally healthy. He does something right now currently that I'm excited to hear about um, with something called serotonin spark, which by the way, this guy's one of the most creative people I know. That's just (laughs) alliteration at its greatest serotonin spark. But he also has written about the root of where a lot of our problems come from and needing to eliminate those things in the way that he unveiled his own story in Kill the Spider, a book that he recently wrote and released. Carlos, we want to just have you share your story. And what exactly is it that you see about mental health that maybe is a deficit in believers being honest about it and trying to seek it out?
2: First of all, ladies, thanks for having me on to let me talk about this stuff. Because it is, I mean, this is life and death stuff we're talking about here. This is this is stuff where um, that the church has... Really covered up and buried for a long time, and you know my my journey with this really started, gosh, about sixteen years ago. Um, and sixteen years ago, I mean, if if we thought that nobody is talking about this now, um, let's let's rewind sixteen years and say that the church was really absolutely not talking about it at this point. And so, I was, um, you know, I I had I had I'd grown up, um, and I think that my, my parents would just say that I was a worrier. And, and I think that, that, that that's just something that was, you know, I, I worried. And, um, and it was, you know, I mean, I was worrying about the, the tiniest things. Like I would, I would think that, you know, oh, my parents are going to get in a car wreck today. And even though they, they go and they get in a car every day as an eight-year-old kid, it was overwhelming the fear that I would just, you know, be struck with. And so, you know, I think, if, that, if there was a kid now that was dealing with that, that they definitely would say, oh, that kid has a, an anxiety disorder. Whereas when I was a kid, you know, oh, no, he's just a worrier, you know, he'll, yeah. he'll be fine. Um, and so, like, there was always this, there was some sort of, of root inside of me that that was um, prone to fear and prone to worry and prone to anxiety. Um, and I'll say not until, though, um, my daughter was about a year old. We had our first our first daughter I was um standing on stage and I was leading worship I was a, a worship leader at a church an incredible church in Southern California called Sandals Church and I was I was up there on stage and I was I was playing guitar and leading the church and all of a sudden like I'll never forget I never felt like this everything kind of went black for a second and my heart started pounding out of my chest and I was like what in the world was that and then I just kind of pushed through it for about 30 seconds and then it happened again, but longer and my heart started pounding faster. My chest got tight and I I looked at my bass player across the stage and I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. And so this is in front of my entire church. And so I kind of stumbled backwards. The band kept playing. I leave the stage and go to the back and one of our pastors notices that, you know, something's wrong. So he looks at me and he could tell, oh my gosh something's really wrong with Carlos. So he goes to the mic and says, is there a doctor in the house? And so now it's like, it's this thing, right? Like, oh my gosh, Carlos is, oh you know, God. dying and let's pray for him. And so a doctor comes to the back, you know, there's, you know, a thousand people out there and he takes all my vitals and does all the things. And I'll just never forget the moment that he looked at me and says, Carlos, you're not having a heart attack. You're having a panic attack. And I was like, excuse me? What in, like, wow that's that's for crazy people like like crazy people have panic attacks like he's like no no like I think that's what's happening you know and so then began the gosh longest journey of my life of me trying to figure out in the year 2001 uh, 2002 whenever it was like what in the world this was navigating navigating going to my doctor and him putting me on medicine at this point I don't think I'd ever even heard of another Christian taking any medicine for a mental illness. Me navigating all of the well-meaning Christians in my life, telling me that I need to pray harder, telling me that my faith isn't strong enough, telling me that um, all, you know, I need to read my Bible more, telling me that, oh, I mean, people were saying things like, you know, this took, oh, Carlos, this, this took seven months to for to come out of you, so it'll probably take, just double that, it'll probably take about 14 14 months for you to, for you to get better you know, and I'm hearing this stuff and just going, Oh, okay. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, make it. And all the while, you know, I can't even like leave my home because I'm so stricken with panic. It just, once it came, it just stayed. Um, I couldn't even back down my driveway to go to work without having a full fledged panic attack. I'd go back upstairs. And so I was in a prison. I felt stuck. Um, and, Oh, friends. I mean, it just, it was hell. It was, it was hell. And, you know, through um, finally, I think the medicine and going to therapy and um, I got, I got like 25% better and that, that 25% better allowed me to function as a human being and allowed me to like, okay, you know, maybe this is what, what God has for me. Maybe um, me living at, Twenty five percent abundance, twenty five percent of what John ten ten promises us is is the goal. I mean, maybe I'm just broken. Maybe you know I can handle this until I get to heaven, and this is the goal. And so for I think for sixteen years, fifteen years, that was kind of my my mindset was I'm I think I, I, I'm going to limp through life as a anxious and depressed person. And I'd say about two years ago, um, I mean th- I mean we're talking a long time here. Like two years ago. I changed churches here in Nashville and I kind of started stepping into a new season of faith for me and my family. And I just started being around people that were like, no, Carlos, you don't have to live at 25% abundance. Like you don't have to just limp your way as, and label yourself as anxious. Like I, they were believing in a hundred percent healing for me. And I was like, really? Like you really think so? And so again, being stricken with anxiety and panic and depression for so long, I didn't know. Um, and, you know, being on my 10, my 10, 20 milligrams of Paxil for that long, I just, I didn't think it was feasible. I didn't think it was possible, but being surrounded by these people that said, no, it is. And I started going to a place um, here in Nashville, a man named John, uh, and he does this thing called Sync, which is like this inner healing um, kind of place. And you know, I mean, it would take us 15 podcasts to unpack everything that happened in there. Uh, or you can buy my next book.
0: Yes. Ooh. Which I unpack
2: all of that in there. I mean, long story short, guys, I, I after 15 years of being on Paxil um, and no longer on Paxil, I do not struggle uh, at li- living at 25% abundance anymore. I'm at 100%. My, my anxiety and panic are gone. Like, 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 go- wow. like, 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 gone. And my depression is gone. And, and I am, I'm healed. Like I can, I can literally say I am healed. And so, you know, I, I go on this journey and um, I'm not saying that everybody that has anxiety and depression in this lifetime will be healed the way I have been healed. But I also know that, that Jesus, Jesus Christ did not die on a cross so I can cope and, and, and so that we can cope. And so we can just kind of crutch our way to heaven
0: that is so stinking tweetable and wisdom yeah jesus christ did not die on a cross so that i could just cope
2: yep and that's what i was doing this is what i'm telling everybody as of the last year of my life is that especially people that struggle with anxiety and depression is that i'm a huge believer in in um honestly in doctors in medicine in psychologists in exercise in nutrition in eating well in hemp oil and cbd and all the things I'm a big I'm a big believer in all those things and I think that all of those things can help us I believe that all of those things can can help us but I Mm. I believe that those things in the natural need to be our help but our supernatural needs to be our hope and so many people are putting their hope in the natural. And that's why we're going to live at 25% abundance the rest of our lives, because our help isn't the natural. Our help is the supernatural. And when I switched over and said, Oh my gosh, like our hope is in God and our help is in our medicine and in our, and and all these things. That's the big shift for people is if we can stop thinking that our hope is in the natural and our help is in the supernatural. When you switch that, I'm telling you, you're going to start finding a freedom that you never knew existed
0: the stuff in the natural is the help and not the hope yeah that's huge you know we've got listeners right now they probably don't understand the fullness of that statement sure so i want to let that sit for just a second there's a couple things you pointed that i really want us to just camp on for just a second even if it's just repeating it for our listeners yeah jesus christ did not die on a cross just so that you can cope people let's take that in for just a second in john 10 10 that you even referenced you said he didn't just give you 25% of that abundance. And what he's talking about is is how Jesus, red letter, tells us. Yeah. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. Have it to the abundant. Yeah. And then and then just honestly, what would it look like? What would it look, look like, y'all, if we would actually see that our help is in the natural, but our hope is in the supernatural?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Dang dang Felicia
2: well you know you 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 look at that verse and you see you know I've come that they may have life most most Christians put a period right there they they put a period going oh well there it is like Mm -hmm. like that I may have life this is awesome like I get eternal life and guess what that is amazing that I'm so happy that when I become a Christian I get the beginning of my eternal life begins right there and you know but I think most people think life means heaven like it like And it's like, no, like, like we can get that on this side of heaven. So there, he added a couple more words to the full at the end there. And again, to the full doesn't mean, and with abundance doesn't mean like, make it rain, like, like Ben's like night, (laughs) like, like like all day long. Like that's not what it's talking about. It's talking talking about this spiritual abundance, this Zoe, this, this, this supernatural peace. Uh, That's what it's talking about. And that, that's what I've ended up get, you know, stepping into. And so now like, I can't shut up about it. Like I, I, I want to talk about it night and day, and help people see that. Oh my gosh, when you do the, take these small shifts, and you start, in, start placing, you know, your hope in the supernatural and not in the natural, there, there's just something that happens mentally for you when you're like, you know, this medicine is going to help me, but it's not going to be the thing that I'm going to rely on. Like it can't be the thing that you rely on. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, it it's those small little shifts like that. Um, but but it's it's really uh, changed absolutely everything for me.
0: Well, I want to dive more into the actual concept of what God says about us being mentally healthy. We're gonna do that in another section coming up of the show. But I also have some questions on you about like practical steps that you do to stay mentally healthy. But for right now, what we want to hear is what you said.
2: Ding ding. What you said. Da, 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 da,
0: Actually, I wrote a little song and it's like you called in with your questions, oh, you yeah. shared with us your shoulds. Uh, uh, we just want to listen, uh, and maybe we can do come on, some come on. good. good, good. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. You, you said what? what? Hey y'all, if you want to weigh in on this topic or share the shoulds that you need freedom from, we want you to call in 315-308-0163. Today we're featuring the lovely Chelsea who left us a message and shared a personal part of her story with OCD depression and anxiety go ahead and take a listen
3: hi guys my name is Chelsea and first just let me say how excited I am about this podcast and I cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to do with the two of you in this show I wanted to share my shoulds because they are something that I've currently already been in the middle of processing and digging at I pile my shoulds into if I could just phrases so let me explain I deal with a lot of generalized and what's called health anxiety, some depression, and OCD, as well as have grown up with ADHD. And on top of all of this, and maybe because of this, I also deal with issues of, like, self-hate, poor self-image. So I definitely have a a self-proclaimed need for control in my life because I think that that will make things better. So I tend to think things like, well, if I could just love my body more, if I could just have a better relationship with the Lord, et cetera, then things would be better. You know, I'm really excited to dig into this topic and listen to to this podcast with you guys and see how this can help, uh, kind of break me free from some of these things. So thank you guys for doing this. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. Chelsea, I'll just, I'll just speak right to you and and say, A, I understand B, you're not crazy. and and see there there are going to be things that you know there there has been so much research done when it comes to a lot of these issues with you know mental health i'm always telling people that that are pretty that, that have been that have had labels put on them right like you you said specifically um, generalized health anxiety depression and ocd um, what i would love for you to first do is maybe take those labels off of of, of who you are. Like you, those are things that you are struggling through. Those are not things that you have. And so I think when you start to, when, when we start to say, I have anxiety, I have OCD, what we're doing is we're kind of putting on a, a jacket, a starter jacket or a Letterman's jacket with those things on it. What, what I would love for you to, to begin to do is to say, okay, I'm Chelsea and I don't have OCD. I'm working through OCD, which means that there is a beginning point and there's also an end point. And, and just shifting language like that will begin to change the atmosphere of of of, of your life. And so, A, knowing that you're working through this, I want to let you know that there is an end to this, okay? There, there is going to be an end to this. There is breakthrough feasible. There's breakthrough possible. Understand and know that. Um, and then the second thing I'd, I'd love to tell you to do is to not over research you said you had health anxiety ding 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 you're talking to the the master of health anxiety the guy that was probably spent more time on webmd than any other website on the planet i thought i was dying every other day because i i i was checking my body for lumps i was all those things and and i know that that's a vicious cycle that you feel like you can never break i can tell you right now that i checked webmd every day for 12 years of my life and I haven't looked at that website wow. in the last two and a half years. Like there is freedom available wow. on the other side of all these things. So know that, that that's available to you as well. And then I, w- I would also say that um, when it comes to the kind of the medical side of, of professional doctors and things that are treating us for this, they're, they're still practicing on us. Okay. So if you go to... I I need anyone, not only you, Chelsea, but anyone that has been labeled with generalized anxiety disorder or anything. If you go to the doctor and and they have you have high blood pressure, they can take a test and they can check your blood pressure. And literally, there's a number that is spit out that tells you if you have high blood pressure. There is no test that can tell you if your serotonin level is high or serotonin level is low. So I need everyone listening to understand that that there they're still guessing. Like there, there is no science. There's no scientific proof that you have low serotonin level. There's no scientific proof that you have too much serotonin level that there's none. And so there's all these people saying, well, my serotonin level is off balance says who like nobody know that knows this. And so just, just realize that you are in way more control of your health, um, than, than anybody else any doctor that you're going to, you know, trying to figure these things out, they're still guessing. They're still trying to figure it out. And then I'd say last but not least, what are some things that you can do in the natural? Like what are some, what are some helpful things that, that you can do? You know, the three things, maybe not three things, but the, the main things that I'm telling people constantly that you can be in charge of in the natural again is the first five minutes of your day that this, and I tell people this all the time, someone that struggles with anxiety and depression and OCD and all the things. What ends up happening is we open our eyes in the morning and you wait to feel the bad thing. Like like you, you wait there, you open your eyes and you're like, Mm. okay, when is it going to hit? Oh, there's a heart palpitation. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to step into my anxious day now, or okay, I'm going to open my eyes. Am I going to feel, do I feel depressed? Do I feel, Oh, yep. I feel depressed. So what I tell people to do is when you open your eyes, the very first thing you do is you put your feet on the floor, you go outside. And you literally take a walk for five minutes because what that does is it puts you in charge of how your body's going to feel as opposed to your body telling you how you're going to feel all day long. So, wow. so, so get outside, start doing, you know, some of those things, of course, diet, exercise, there's all kinds of things that I, I do in my, that I tell people how to do in my serotonin spark kind of email course. That I do, but I'm telling people all the time: you be in charge of your day every single day. Be in charge of of how you're going to sleep. You know, I tell people all the time: again, we're tangling our brains up by all of the story stress that we're placing on our shoulders. Like the last thing most people do is before they go to sleep is they have this phone and they're in bed on their their head on their pillows, looking at their phones, putting all kinds of stress on their shoulders. Even if it's not like what we would consider normal stress, we're putting other people's stories on our shoulders and then we fall asleep. And the first thing we do in the morning is we wake up, we lean over, we pick up our phone and we start putting more stress on our shoulders. And we were not created, Chelsea, you were not created to carry that amount of stress. So a huge thing I told people is to buy an alarm clock and put your phone In another room and actually use this thing called an alarm clock that we used in the 80s that would wake us up Um, and all it would do was wake us up uh, when we wanted it to and the story stress will begin to significantly decrease in your life but uh, i i think that those you know those things should give you a little bit of hope
1: carlos you would be proud of me i do the alarm clock trick And we talked about that a little bit in uh, our rest episode. Yes. I love that.
2: Yes. It's so important. So
1: I I read your book in one day, Kill the Spider, and I was just like soaking everything in. My husband struggles with depression and let's camp out in this. You said what section for a second. And what would you speak to the to the one that's supporting a person who struggles with mental health? How can we be the best? To kind of cheer them on and, and help champion them. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, I, I would I would I would repeat one thing that I just said to Chelsea to people that um that that have somebody that is struggling through some a season of it, whatever, is again to not label them. You know, to to not speak that over them. Um, and and it, did it, I just
1: label? Did no, I just label my didn't. husband? No, you
2: actually didn't. I, I'm proud of you. You actually didn't. You actually. Okay. You actually said he's stru he, he's struggling with. Okay, so. Oh, that, that's okay. that's a great way to say it. Like, don't don't say he has this, right? And so, you know, the first thing is again, don't don't label somebody that's that's go, moving through it. Um, but the second thing, you know, is is to really um, get as many of the facts as you can on it. You know, um, and again, facts are facts are more than what Google's going to tell you. Google is not fact, right? Um, even what your doctor says isn't fact. Um so you know, get the facts, help them work through it. And then also, you know, I, I actually want to do uh, have a conversation with my wife about this because she's she's been so good at it. I mean, she does not struggle with this stuff. Like this is not, you know the the stuff that she struggles with, but she has been so, so patient with me. and she's she's um, I would say that her prayers over me have probably been some of the most um, beneficial things ever. it allows me to know that I'm seen that I'm known by her but also that she's fighting on behalf of me um, she's, she, mm. she's not just letting me do this on my own um, She and I have this little book um, by Charles Caps called God's Creative power in you and um, it's I think it's like $1.99 on Amazon maybe even 89 cents or something um, and it's just filled with with promises and scriptures that she prays over me and that I pray over myself. Um, and so, you know, I can be on a five day road trip. And if I do, you know, and I, I, I need to tell people this also, I, I will still have 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 blips on the radar. Like I've, I'm a still a human being that is broken. And um, and I will still have have a season where suddenly I feel like, oh, no, like this, this may be coming back. But now I have the tools necessary to fight right to, to fight this battle. And so um, just her prayers uh, have been massive. Her understanding, um, not not feeling judged at all when it comes to this by her. Um, the people that that you surround yourself with are so important in these seasons. Uh, you know, especially you know for your husband to have somebody um, like that. And then also there is something important, Jenny. When um, when you look at the, at the story, even of of Jesus and the the man who was sick by the pool of Bethesda and how Jesus, um, and I feel like sometimes our spouses need to be this to us as well. The the version of Jesus that was in that story was not like the Sunday school teacher Jesus. Like he wasn't like, um, he wasn't like this, like, oh, like, like constantly kind of like stroking the man and making his ego feel better. And like, no, like you can get up. I promise. Let me preach you a little mini sermon so that you can get up. No, Jesus, Jesus asked the man, do you want to get well? Wh- which first of all is like, kind of crazy that jesus would even ask him it said that he'd been sick for 38 years of course he wants to get well but at the same time sometimes my wife needs to look at me and say hey hey carlos like do you want to get through this season fast like do you want and a little bit more of that tough, tough love is okay like i think that's fine and then i love how what jesus says to the man he does, he says get up like he just says get up like the man had to take the first step right and so you know, so there's been seasons. Even my spouse has has had to been like, Carlos, get get out of bed, get get out of bed. get up, put your feet on the floor. You're not going to spend two days depressed in the bed. Get up. And so, you know, I think it's a dance. I think that you know, um, um, it's it's something that that you, you kind of have to live in and 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 press into in order to feel like what's what's right for your significant other. Um, but but I think you know prayers. And and the support, but also it's okay just for anyone listening to this that has a spouse that's struggling, it's okay to to, to kind of be that that um that pull of Bethesda version of Jesus and, and have a little bit of that tough love as well, you know. Um I think it's okay.
1: So good. Thank you. Yeah. It's good. Just interview you all day long. Come on. He said Whoa.
0: Carlos, you know, we've been listening to your story, which I'm just grateful that we get to hear not only the aspect of what you're walking through, ha not what you have. I was listening, listening, but also to see how you brought up something about um, Heather, your spouse, even being somebody that can speak into that as well. Listen, I'm, I'm a firm believer that that God gives us people to walk things through with as well. Yeah. but. But one of the things that you touched on at the very beginning that keeps on sticking out to me that I can't escape is how you said we have to look at the supernatural being our hope to face mental health battles. And I want to ask you, what are some biblical concepts that you know for sure that you've walked through and you've seen God cares about my mental health and here's how I know he does.
2: There's obviously the scriptures that talk uh, talk about peace. And talk about not being not worrying and casting your cares on Jesus. And and as much as you know, as much as someone that struggles with anxiety and depression can read that all day long, sometimes that just feels impossible, right? Like it just it just feels like it's not like I I, I don't understand that. First Peter 510 says the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus. And this is how I know he honestly he he really cares about this stuff. It says he will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. Um, it doesn't say after you've suffered a lot. It says after you suffered a little. So I know that his plan is that we suffer a little, not suffer a lot. And so what I've had to do is is even in times of extreme anxiety and, and extreme panic or extreme depression, when when I go to his word and I start speaking out loud over my life promises that are in there, I am the body of Christ. And Satan has no power over me, for I overcome evil with good. Um, I am of God and have overcome him. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit, they comfort me. I am far from oppression, and fear does not come near me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, for my righteousness is of the Lord. But whatever I do will prosper, for I'm like a tree that's, that's planted by a river of living water. Like These are scriptures that I say over my life that are true about who I am. And when I speak them out, it, it, it is blatantly obvious that we are living in a spiritual world. And when we speak these things out loud, things lift and things start to rise off in my chest. It feels like there's not a foot planted on my chest anymore. When I start to speak the promises of God out loud. And again, this is this all goes back again to that, uh, if you want kind of a cheat sheet, God's creative power in you, Charles Caps, is filled with all of these scriptures that um, when when I'm when I'm in an anxious time, I just read these things. I take them like medicine. Like I'll like if doctor says take three three pills, you know, three times a day. I'm reading these scriptures three times a day out loud. I'll be walking through an airport reading them out loud. It's pretty clear how real the spiritual climate of our lives is because when I read these things out loud, it it begins to lift. And and I just challenge everybody to do it. I also have a prayer at the end of my book called Kill the Spider that I pray every day. It takes about fifteen minutes. And it is, it is a daily prayer that I consecrate my entire day to God. And it's incredible the days that I pray that versus the days that I don't pray that, how blatantly obvious the spiritual climate is in my life that shifts because I don't do it.
0: Mm. You know, when you were talking about the scriptures that you use and how you were just completely reciting them, you were yeah. speaking them out loud. It's, it's like we forget um, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. I'm reading out the ERV version. The weapons we use are not human ones. Our weapons have power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. We destroy people's arguments and we tear down every proud idea that raises itself against the knowledge of God. We also capture every thought and we make it give up and obey Christ.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, the thing that I think um, when we're talking about mental health, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you got to fight fire with fire. I mean, you've got thoughts going crazy in here. And scripture even warns us, take captive those thoughts that raise itself against the knowledge of God. You are, you are actually speaking out the word of God against the thoughts that you're having. And um, man, if you are a believer, if you say, I'm into this Christianity thing and I trust Jesus with my life. You know, trust is this weird concept where we're just supposed to give over. <laughs> you know and lay down and give over every thought and we don't know how to do that he tells us quickly take them captive go it yeah. go in the private places and say god what do you think about this thought that i'm having i think many times a lot of us don't even want to um don't even want to say out loud to god some of the nasty thoughts that we have because we're like
2: Ooh, we're scared we don't yeah.
0: even trust him yeah yeah, yeah. but we're, we're told second corinthians mm. 10 5 do it
1: take them mm. captive Come
0: on. I
2: love it.
1: I just want to make sure we specify that we're not we're not advising read scripture from a religious standpoint of like, oh, I didn't hit all my scripture main points today. At yeah. All. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's it's <laughs> like Candace and Carlos were saying it is it's aligning your heart and your will with God yeah. and it's it's it doing that exchange. And if you guys have not read Carlos's book Kill the Spider, you <laughs> should definitely get it. Uh, It's a powerful resource and it's going to help you identify, locate, corner and kill the spiders that are plaguing your life. And Carlos, can you give us like a quick little rundown, quick little, a powerhouse rundown on um, the concept of the cobwebs?
2: Absolutely. So so the book's called Kill the Spider. And I tell people to stop cleaning the cobwebs uh, in their lives. And so Really, I mean, simply my dad gave me this analogy um, when I was really kind of struggling through some sin issues in my life where he said, Carlos, that you have to stop cleaning the cobwebs of sin. You have to kill the spider. And at the time when he said that, it was life changing for me because it allowed me to put kind of a definition around some of the struggles that were going in my life. And so I ended up writing a book and I define a spider, which is is the goal that we have to get to to kill as an agreement you've made with a lie. And so we all have them, uh, and that's the problem. See, those are the problems. The problems aren't, aren't necessarily the behaviors. And so the, the behaviors are the cobwebs. A cobweb is a medicating behavior that brings false comfort to that lie. And so what 99% of human beings do is we clean the cobwebs. We, five steps to stop looking at porn, three steps to a better marriage, four steps to stop overspending our money, five, you know, seven steps to stop drinking, like all of those things, like that's fine, but all you're doing is cleaning the cobwebs. All you're doing is is trying to change the behavior instead of finding the spider, the agreement you've made with the lie. And once you find that and you drive a stake through the heart of that spider, guess what? The behaviors change and the behaviors go away. And so in my book, you know, I, I give people a pretty clear plan on how it is to 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 identify your spider. Because honestly, like killing the spider, that's the easy part. It, there's only Two pages out of 280 pages on how to kill the spider. Like, killing the spider is easy. Finding the spider is is harder. So you know. So the book is really helping people find it, helping people find the agreement they've made with the lie. Once they find it, yes, now you kill it. Then you find freedom, and you don't have to worry about walking in a cobwebs on a daily basis. Whenever, when, when, if there's a spider in your house, like up at the top left corner of some like 15 foot ceiling that you have in your living room, like you look at it and you're like, ah, I'm, that's fine. Like as long as it stays up there, right? But the second you stick your hand under a lampshade to turn it and you feel, oh, no, no. Uh, you no, feel no, no, a cobweb, you uh, go uh, ballistic, right? Uh, like you go uh, crazy <laughs> and I um, you go, you turn into a Kung Fu master and you're like, ah, right. So like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, don't wait until the cobwebs like right in your face, like go find the spider, kill the spider. So
0: man, the worst are the spiders in the shower. Oh, yeah. There's no more vulnerable place for a spider. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. No more vulnerable place. No. That's awful. awful. Hey, listen, Carlos, I know Kill the Spider is amazing. Can you share with us anything that's coming up that you're doing?
2: Yeah. You know, a, a couple couple things I'm doing. I, I, I definitely have a book coming out in 2020, which which honestly, um, it, it's coming out in May, which, which more than any other book I've, I've written on um, leans into this area of my struggle with anxiety and depression. Um, and, um, you know, it's, um, I'll, 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 I'll be starting kind of the launch team stuff probably come January, things like that. But it is, it is, um, here, I won't tell you the title, but I'll tell you the subtitle. How, how's that? Okay. Do it. Yeah, that's good. This is the first piece. Okay. Hopefully, Hey, Waterbrook, hopefully this is legal. I don't, I, I don't know if it's not about, this <laughs> is it. The subtitle is, uh, exchange a mild and mundane faith for life with an unpredictable God. And so Ooh. there, there it is. There, there's the, there's the subtitle. Um, and really just really helping people kind of step into a, a space in their faith. John 10, 10, don't put a period after the word life. There's a couple more words and have it to the full. Um, and that's, that's really what the book is going to kind of be taking people into. Uh, and then also, you know, I'm, I'm always doing, doing my little things where I'm just kind of loving on people through their, um, as they're working through seasons of life. And the most recent, I've, I did Candace mentioned fit by first. Um, I do that a lot. Like it's kind of like a fitness day. I do it every few months. I'll probably do another one in Jan- in, in December. And that's just kind of 30 days of Carlos going, Hey, get up and do burpees. Um, and, <laughs> and, 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 change what yeah. you eat. But then, then the <laughs> most recent thing that I've been doing is called serotonin spark. Um, and, uh, and I do a free version and then I do a course version. Um, and, uh, and it's basically all it is, is is hey this is what carlos did to to finally get to the other side of this season of anxiety and depression and he's just going to tell you i'm not a clinical therapist i'm not a doctor but what i am is a normal dude in his 40s who has finally gotten to the other side and i want as many people to get to the other side as possible uh so it's me just kind of helping people out you know le- letting people know what i did and um and that's been that's been really cool too and we're kind of coming to the end of the first my first course that i've ever done on it and i think that it's it's uh it's it's really been cool to see how people have um, have applied all of the things, a lot of the things that have been talked about on this program with you guys, um, and and have started to see some shift in their life. So,
0: dude, that's so cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for people to just get to know you. If they're listeners of ours that um, maybe you haven't heard of Carlos, we're, once again, we're going to link all the ways that you can follow him on social. You're going to want to be around when he releases the new book that's coming out in 2020. You're going to want to be a part of the launch team. And so we love Carlos. We've been so grateful to have him here with us today. I'm just going to give you another round of applause just mm-hmm. because I think you dropped some knowledge, some wisdom. Thanks,
2: guys. Thanks, <laughs> guys.
1: Let's pray. Carlos speaks internationally, right? Yep. You travel around, like speaking and ministering at churches, and I've loved personally just getting getting a glimpse when you share of how ministry time is going at the end of the service. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like the things you've walked through, God is using that, and almost um, not almost, but bringing healing to others in that area as well, um, miraculously oh yeah as you're stepping out in that yeah. and like miracles are happening yeah. like healings are happening and that we want to happen here like yeah <laughs> god hear us but yes. yeah so you know we've been diving into mental health and maybe you listening are struggling through it maybe you have a loved one struggling through it and they need support and we're gonna do the best thing we know to do in this situation and that's to go to jesus because yep. he holds all the freedom yep. to bring us through a process of healing. It, it might be a process, you guys, and it might be an instant healing today. So, Carlos, will you pray us out on this episode? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, uh Holy Spirit, we we come to you um right now to be restored in you, to be renewed in you, uh, and to 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 we just ask for all the grace and mercy that we so desperately need this day. Uh, we we honor you uh for who you are. Uh, and we just ask right now, and this is what I just ask right now for any person that is listening to this right now, that is in the in the throes of a war with their mental health. I ask that your resurrection power right now, the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the authority that you've given every person listening to this in your ascension. We command any sort of confusion, any sort of fear to leave uh, leave. I don't, know if, I don't know' if they're in their car right now i don 't know if they're in their home right now I don't know if they're in their gym, but we command it to leave right now because we have the authority over those things. We command it to go out the door uh, to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. and so I just ask that um, you replace that fear that you replace uh, the chaos, that you replace the illness, uh, whatever it may be with with, with healing, with health, uh, with calm, with peace, with shalom, with all of those things. And may today be the first day of of clarity, Father. I, I pray that that uh, if if anyone's felt like they've there's been a, a boot on their neck or on their chest that has felt like they can't breathe because of the pressing um, anxiety and depression and all the things that are happening, Father. I pray that you remove that right now in the name of Jesus. That right now there's a breath that entered, enters their lungs, like like almost like an like an asthmatic having an asthma attack, and then he takes a hit of that inhaler. And then he has that next breath that he can breathe again. I pray that that inhaler breath is the breath that everybody feels right now. Give them breath. Even take a deep breath right now, wherever you're at, and feel the breath of God literally entering your lungs. Father, we're grateful for the healing that is about to happen. And we claim healing in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the cross, we say amen. Amen.
0: Amen. If this episode really was just like capturing you, like, you know, if it was, you know, if you listen today and you're like, this was for me, then don't just let good words sit here today or good ideas sit. Actually take that next step because I don't know if you felt it, but as we were praying, I just felt that breath of God, of the Holy Spirit, just entering a lot of people for the first time in years. And I'm almost pretty emotional about it because I feel like some of y'all for the first time are getting a glimpse of hope that you haven't had. And, um, and I just, I encourage you take that next step. Even if it means tomorrow morning, you get up and you do the five minutes, like Carlos said, don't let this moment pass you by. I feel like God's doing something huge in you right now. And I'm talking very specifically to you. You know who you are. So thank you so much, Carlos. Jenny, anything you want to add to today? I've just been blessed by our time here.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing, Carlos. Uh, I really admire your leadership and I am i I always see you cheering on the underdogs.
0: So
2: yes, <laughs> <thank you. laughs> yes. Love you guys. You're awesome.
0: Love you too, man. All right, everybody. This has been so much fun today. We love being able to just tackle some of the shoulds that we need to shut up. This one about mental health, it's just been a game changer for me personally and I hope it has been for you as well. Shut the should up, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. To share your should, call 315 308 0163.
1: And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars.
0: If there's one thing you're going to shud yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode.
1: See you next time.